Hello and God bless you to all my listeners out there. It has been a few weeks, probably a month or so, that I have put out a podcast. I have recently received a job, so I've been really busy with that and projects at home. I know my family right now is saying that's no excuse. You should be putting one out every week. And I apologize uh, to all my listeners, especially those that are faithful and waiting for a podcast. I've been super busy with my class and we have a bunch of new stuff that we're updating and we're doing different. So it's a whole new ball game when it comes to teaching. We have to get ready for online stuff and being able to transfer kids from being in the classroom to online learning in case uh, anything like this pandemic were to happen again. They want to make sure that we're ready to um, include those kids and to have the families ready to go in case they need to do the online schooling thing. So it's a good thing, but needless to say, it's very time-consuming. I am doing work at home as well uh, to make sure that I'm up to date with everything. So, But I'm back, and I am actually really excited to do a podcast today. I've been looking forward to it. I feel that God has given me a strong message, so I hope that you are blessed by it. And I'm going to go ahead and start because I'm in a limited time right now. I'm actually on my lunch, but guess what? I'm being blessed on my lunch and I'm going to be blessing someone. So it is a good thing to be doing this right now. All right, so we are going to be starting our scripture reading today in James 1, 5 through 8. So if you want to grab your Bible, please do so. I'm going to once again be reading from the King James Version. So if you're reading from a different version, it's going to be a little different, but pretty much should be around the same. Um, trying to make the same point. So uh, I just like reading from the King James Version. I know sometimes it's hard to read, but I don't know. It challenges me to do research and study. Because uh, when you don't understand something, you want to study it. So I like reading from it. But I have no ill regard for other versions. Whatever version you use should be pretty similar. All right, let's get started. James 1, 5 through 8. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally. And upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, not wavering. That's going to be important for our message today. Ask in faith and don't waver. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. That's a big statement right there. If you are wavering back and forth with your faith, it says, Let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord because a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways that scripture is an eye-opener and it's letting us know that we need to be single-minded we need to be focused on God and take get the things that are distracting us in this world out of our life we do not want to be double-minded and because like it said, it is it instills instability in our lives, not only in our life, but the people around us. 
So the title of my message is going to be called The Restless Mind. And this has a lot to do with being double-minded and being tossed to and fro, as the scripture says. Like the way the wind the waves of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. So we're gonna pray and then we're gonna get started. Lord, you are our leader, you are our our protector, you are the person who supplies all of our needs. You are always there for us, even if we don't feel you, you are still there and you will always be there. You will never leave. Your presence never leaves because you are omnipresent. You are everywhere all the time. So we want to thank you for your presence and we want to thank you for always being there with us and being there for us. And we want to thank you for everything you're doing, everything you're going to do. We ask you to anoint this message, touch the lives of people out there and touch their hearts, minds, and souls that they may be blessed and they may be nourished by the food that you can only provide through your word. Amen. So we have all been there lying awake, tossing, turning, thinking about life's woes, its stresses, its worries, wondering if our mind will ever shut off, if we will ever get sleep. I know I've been there a few times. In fact, recently I was up. I couldn't go back to sleep. I woke up, couldn't go back to sleep. And I was wondering if my mind would ever stop. Will, would I ever get back to sleep? And I often wonder why we feel restless sometimes and why that restlessness is, what it, what is driving that restlessness? Where did it come from? Did it come from the stresses in life, the pressure, the anxiousness that we feel, especially nowadays with everything going on in our world? Um, where is that coming from? And so I started to look and to delve into the definition of restlessness. And I found that the word, the word restlessness means unable to rest or relax as a result of anxiety or boredom. It offers no physical or emotional rest, involving constant activity or motion. Some similar words are uneasy, ill at ease, restive, fidgety, edgy, on edge, tense, worked up, nervous, agitated, anxious, and tenter and tenter hooks, keyed up, apprehensive, unquiet, impatient, nervy, jumpy, jittery, twitchy, uptight. Wired like a cat on a hot tin roof, like a cat on hot bricks, stressed, sleepless, wakeful, insomniac, fitful, broken, disturbed, troubled, unsettling, com uncomfortable, and tossing and turning. This is the state, if you look at our society right now, this is the state that it is in. We are in a state of unrest in a state of turmoil as all of those definitions illustrated we are in a state of restlessness our minds are in a state of restlessness people have lost all control of their time their purpose and quite frankly their minds we see a bunch of crazy things going on and you wonder and you sit back and you ask yourself why do people do the things that they do why are they committing the acts and the atrocities that they are committing. And that concept 
it's because or the answer is is because the concept of right and wrong is fading into a gray area the bible speaks of this in isaiah these people a society who drag their sins around and mock god and persecute persecute and ridicule people of god these people have turned what is right and made it wrong and what is wrong and made it right everything is flipped now people are living by their own subjective morality in other words what you think is right is right who am i to judge how you live your life i will live how i want to live and you live how you want to live as long as you're not bothering me and i'm not bothering you who cares live however you want to live who am i and who are you to say what is wrong and right in my life this is a thought process that people have now if you try to question that what they believe or question what they think or what they feel you'll, you'll be getting in a fight or a physical confrontation or even definitely a verbal confrontation because no one wants to be told that what they believe or what they perceive as moral uh, morality and what they perceive as a right and wrong in their life no one wants to be told that that is incorrect they don't believe in a moral absolute anymore Anything goes and everything and anything is acceptable in our society. The problem with that theory is playing out right before our, our eyes as we speak. People are shooting each other, shooting police officers. We have police officers um, committing acts against them as well. We have rioting in the streets. We have unprovoked violence. There's no respect for authority anymore. In fact, uh, injuring authority or persecuting authority or killing authority or... Doing anything against authority is actually praised now. We see people praising when police officers are shot now in the street. We see people praising when people are hurt and enjoying the fact that people are hurt and they can't get help and that they're injured and they're crying for help. People are trying to attach themselves to a meaningful cause to cement some kind of worth or value in their lives. And then they cement themselves in this cause and then they just end up abandoning it months or years later. So society has become double-minded. It's, it's restless. They don't know what to believe in. What is truth? What is reality? This is confusing. So it causes a restlessness in the mind. This mindset leads to instability and it, it's plaguing our society from the top down. Our governments, our schools, and sadly, our churches are becoming more and more unstable. We are losing ourselves, losing our way. The world has lost its way. It's abandoned what and who has made us strong as a people and strong as a nation. In the first place, we were a country that was founded on godly principles. It was grounded in God's wisdom. And our leaders actually looked to God for guidance and inspiration. But over the years, there has been a falling away, a neglectful attitude toward God and his principles, his knowledge and his wisdom. Men are leaning on the wisdom of this world to guide them rather than the wisdom of God. The Bible states that the wisdom of this world is foolishness. It is foolish to trust in the ways of man because man is a fallible being. Man is corrupt and sinful by nature. Man was born into a sinful world and it was shaped by the iniquity in that world and this world is leaning on those minds that without God are unstable in all their ways they are sinful lustful powerful lustful 
power-hungry minds. They offer peace and stability, but they themselves have no peace within them. Get that. We have people governing us. We have people trying to lead us, but they themselves, their worlds, their realities, their families, their homes are unstable. And they are trying to offer us um, solutions that are supposed to give us peace, but they themselves don't even have peace in their own life. Peace eludes them. It evades them. It is that very search for peace that causes their mind to be in a restless state. Because the truth is, there can be no peace in the mind, no rest, no calm without a source that's outside of our consciousness. We always tend to focus on the problem in front of us and not the solution before us. Peace, true peace, has to come from a supernatural presence that transcends our own mental capabilities. God says, I have peace that surpasses all understanding. Jesus said, if you drink from the cup that I give you, you will never thirst again. He said, lay down your burdens on me. Lay them on me because my yoke is light. Your, your, our, your yoke is heavy. His is light. He carries the weight of the world easily than we carry the weight of the world on our shoulders. So we draw from his peace, not our own we can, or man's. We can't draw from a source that cannot offer us true peace and true mental stability, true emotional stability. Samson, if you look at Samson, he was one of the strongest men to ever live. Uh, he was strong not because of his power and his strength, but because of the strength that God had invested in him. But Samson was double-minded. Samson, he had a restless mind. He was born as a Nazarite and was supposed to be separated or set aside from God, but was unable to control his lust for the things of the world. His restlessness and his lack of conviction and discipline cost him. He died well short of his full potential in God, his higher calling in God because of his inability to be disciplined and be convicted and to uh, not be double-minded. I don't know about you, but I don't want to fall short of my potential of God. I want to continue to press forward to a higher calling that he has for me. And unfortunately, sin will always separate us from God like Samson in Noah's days, people's minds were constantly dwelling on evil and sinful things. The Bible says that their minds were constantly on evil and they were separating. When your mind is constantly on evil, it is restless. It is not a peaceful um, mindset. And the reason why is because when you have sin in your life and you're focused on things that are sinful and focused on the world, you are separating yourself from God, which in turn separates you from his peace. So your mind becomes more restless and that sin will separate you from his, his peace, his mind, his ways. And it will create a restless spirit and a restless mind. 
You see, sin is a bottomless pit. There is no end to it. The further we go, the deeper we get, and the more it plagues our actions, our minds, and our soul. It is designed to change who we are, change the way we think, and change the way we interact around us. It is, in other words, quicksand, sinking sand. The Bible talks about a foundation that you are to set that is supposed to be on a solid rock, but when you sin and you have sin in your life and that's the foundation that you are laying underneath your feet, it is quicksand, it is sinking sand, it is shakeable, breakable, and destructible. It causes us to feel hopeless. It causes us to lose our joy, lose our peace. It causes us to become restless and as the definition says, edgy, tense, irritable, and unsure of the future. The way back to a sound mind is through a relationship with him. So we must ask ourselves, what is your relationship status right now? What is it with, what, how are you interacting with God? Do you pray every day? Do you talk to him? Can you say that, can you honestly say that he's your friend? Do you read his word? Do you listen to what he has to say to you? You can't have peace, especially his peace that surpasseth all understanding without a relationship with him. You can't have rest without dwelling in his rest, his peace, his wisdom, his presence, dwelling in his righteousness. We're not righteous because of ourselves. We're righteous because of his righteousness. So we have to dwell in those things in order to feel those things. There was a, um, there was a, a week about say about a year ago that I started to feel restless uh, my mind would not stop I felt anxious stressed I felt depressed weak and uh, I asked God why do I feel this way where where are you I mean what a dumb question you know where are you God and he said to me we don't have the same relationship that we used to and those are the words that I heard him speak and I thought about it, and it dawned on me that I hadn't prayed in days. I hadn't read his word in days. And the irony, the irony of that situation was, is here I am asking God, where are you? And God was still there. He never leaves us. It was that I had left him. I wasn't seeking his presence like I used to. You see... Our God, like I said before, is omnipresent. He's everywhere at all times. He never leaves us. He's always pursuing us. He's, we stop pursuing Him and we, live, we leave Him. It is our neglect of the relationship that leaves us feeling empty. And that feeling of emptiness is what draws us back to Him. So we have to realize that in those moments, just how much we need Him... And we realize how weak we are without him. But most importantly, in those moments where we st we are not nourishing that relationship, we realize how strong we are with him. So in our weakness, that's why he said, in your weakness, you are strong. Because in our weakness, in that lowest point where we are feeling lost without him, we realize how strong we are with him. And so that draws us back to him. 
and that draws us back to his peace and his presence and relationship with him. Timothy 1.7 says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. He wants our mind to be sound, strong, precise, and wise. When we serve him, uh, when we have a relationship with him, we draw from his strength, his peace, not our own. And that gives us the sound mind. The relationship with him, he gives us the sound mind. Romans 12, 1 says, Beseech you, brethren, therefore, for mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. You see, we can't have the perfect will of God in our life if we do not if we are conforming to this world. If we are not being transformed and allowing God to transform our mind by the by renewing it and we're letting the world transform our mind and we're conforming to the ways of this world and the the ways of men, then the perfect will of God is not going to be enacted in our life. God's will is to transform us into his likeness. He wants to show us how he thinks, how he sees the world. Most importantly, how he loves. Because it is through his eyes, his being, that we achieve a remedy for restlessness and a restless mind and a restless lifestyle and a restless spirit and soul. This world and all it has to offer cannot offer you peace. It is only by the power of of the Holy One, the Prince of Peace, Jesus, that true peace and rest can be obtained. I just want to say that God, I want to reiterate actually that God never leaves us. He is always there for us. He is never going to leave you. He is never going to forsake you. If you feel like you are anxious, you're restless, and you feel like he, his presence has left you, which that is not the case. He's there. What it means is we have drawn ourselves away from him. We have not continued our prayer life. We have not continued the things that bring us close to him. Fasting, reading his word, um, praying, those things are the things that allow us to have peace within our soul and peace in our mind. The Prince of Peace, Jesus, the Prince of Peace, can only give us His peace when we allow Him to work in our life and we focus on Him and we get the distractions out of our life and we get the things that are drawing us away from Him and we get those things and push them aside and we start to focus our attention on Him, we start to draw from His strength and draw from His peace and draw from His righteousness and draw from His mercy and draw from His joy and His knowledge and His wisdom. We become more like Him the more that we seek after Him. It's in His Word. He diligently rewards those who seek after Him. It's His pleasure to do that. He wants to do that. But He cannot force us to serve Him. He cannot force us to build a relationship with Him. 
Lord, we love you and we thank you for this message and we pray that it has blessed someone today. It has blessed me and I hope that it has blessed someone and that it touches the lives of someone who has been restless, who has been wondering why they are restless. Give them the strength to move closer to you, the boldness, the perseverance, the discipline. Uh, We don't want to be like Samson. We want to be single-minded people. We want to be focused on you. We don't want to hold your hand and hold the world's hand at the same time because the Bible says that you cannot love two masters. You will love one and hate the other. So teach us, Lord, how to draw closer to you. Teach us how to get further away from the world and closer to your presence and closer to you because the closer that we get to you, the more that we can help others get close to you. And that's what our mission is. That's what our purpose is, is to help others draw closer to you. We love you and we thank you and we ask your blessings upon every listener and their families. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all and I hope you have a wonderful week. And we will see each other again next week. Amen.